do you do welcome to the show we made it through another week congratulations you did it great job my name is angel wood welcome to the show new music lots of it pre-game rituals constellation myths brian mcpherson jet black mordicade rollover white rolling nectar new songs of the week three for coming up I will talk to bird language about their brand new single apoplectic about halfway through the show Halftime, if you will, for the still unnamed interview segment. I do have a survey going online at Boston Emissions. You've been chiming in. Thank you for that. Thanks to our sponsor, Coleman Rogers Photography, online, ColemanRogersPhotography.com. I have a number of things in the works for the show. I'm always working on new things for the show. Designing new merch, going to launch a new merch store on the website, which is up and running. Thank you very much. You can support the show. Go to bostonemissions.com. There's a PayPal button. You can buy me a coffee, which I don't think I have on the Boston Emissions website. It's a little trick that I picked up from the podcast people. I do it on Crime of the Truest Kind, my true crime podcast, which is coming back. All right, brand new. Pre-game rituals. Love Anchor. It's Boston Emissions.
Boston Emissions' brand new Linnea's Garden, cut and paste their next single. It's out on March 4th, drawing heavy inspiration from late 70s new wave and modern dance punk artists like LCD Sound System. That's straight from Linnea's email that I just got. Thanks for sending. Fashion show. New record coming out April 1st. They're doing a release show on April 2nd at O'Brien's in Alston. Carissa Johnson, welcome a Rumble champion. Mm-mm. Stars Like Ours and Pageant Girls. And then they're taking it on the road. They're going to do a bunch of East Coast shows, including Lowell for Tannen City Festival on April 9th. And then down to Brooklyn with Corner Soul. I just figured out that Tom from Corner Soul has moved to New York City. I'm both happy and sad by that because Corner Soul is one of my most favorite finds in the whole world of doing the Rock and Roll Rumble. So my Rock and Roll Rumble story continues. In 2020, we had a great Rock and Roll Rumble plant. It was scheduled to start in April and go for the full month over nine nights throughout. I announced the bands on March 11th, 2020. You can see where I'm going with this. And then by March 13th, the world was shutting down. So I said all that to say, we did not have a rock and roll rumble in 2020. We tried twice. I can't say I didn't think about having a rumble in 2021. I just really knew better. Here we are in 2022. And well, I'm talking to people about the rumble. Rollover White were part of the Rock and Roll Rumble class of 2020. This is their brand new one, Dolly. It's Boston Emissions.
This is John Polhida. We are Nemus. Hey, this is the one and only John Smith from Sidewalk Driver. We are Indation. This is Corin Ashley. Hey, this is the Daily Prophet. Hey, what's up? This is Twin Berlin. We're Moy Consado. This is Nate Levitt. Hi, this is Sophia from Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling. And you're listening to Boston Emissions with Angel Wood. <laughs> Boston Emissions Township, Garden of Our Love. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to say it. Love. From One More Summer. 2011. Mm. I'm not good at math, but I know that was 11 years ago. Township, also rock and roll rumble champions. Predate me. I started doing the rumble in 2008. So they won. They won in 2008. My first rumble was in 2009. The luxury won that year. And then we had a break and then we came back in 2011 
and it was Champahada International Airport. And then I'd have to think about who came after that. So it was probably 2012 was both there. I know I'm really testing my metal here right now. Jump Ohio in 2011, both there in 2012. 2013 was Eddie Japan because that was the marathon bombing year and that was really impactful for us, for the music community in a number of ways. And then it was either Zip Tie Handcuffs or Goddamn Drax. So they were they were 2014 and 2015. Oh, I'm really going down a rabbit hole. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. When we came back from the year off, so 2010, there was no rumble because WBCN went away and there was a transition period before I was able to get WZLX to pick it up and go forward, which we did and it was great and everybody there was really awesome about it. So in 2011, I had this like overabundance of greatness with all the new bands and the new music that had been happening for the year off. And the rumble was just astounding with all of the names, you know, that were in it in 2011, like Sidewalk Driver and uh, John Pahada International Airport and Old Jack and so many. So Spirit Kid, just, just phenomenal in every way. And that's what the rumble is. The rumble is, it's, it's live music, it's community, it's feeling really inspired and excited about music in the city again. One of those standout bands for me always, and when I think about my favorite bands of all time, this one is Top Shelf. So it's Mellow Bravo from 2010 Strut, just like Waterwood. It's the threefer.
Boston emissions. Okay, a fourfer. Mm. So that's what you get when I exercise the liberties as being the boss of Boston emissions. I play four in the threefer. It's Mellow Bravo. We heard Just Like Waterwood from 2010's Strut. Ride in from the self-titled record, co-released May 8th, 2012, by Smallstone Records and Mad Oak Records. All of, all of this, by the way, available for you to get on Bandcamp. Of course, linked at bostonemissions.com. Then we heard Mellow Bravo's Low Ain't the Bottom from the Ripper EP 2013, really the band's swan song release. They did release a couple of songs after that, but that was the last compilation of songs from Mellow Bravo. If, if there's something else out there, I don't know about it. And usually I know. And number four of the three four was Shake, 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 also from the self-titled record. So Set Fire is one of the bands that grew out of Mellow Bravo, fronted by the infinitely talented Jess Collins. And yes, 2019 Rumble Crown Keepers, they currently hold the crown because there have not been any Rumble since to turn the Rumble Crown over. We will change that. There's always a story about what bands are or are not going to do covers during their Rumble set. And they stepped right out with their cover of Led Zeppelin's No Quarter. Set fire. It's Boston Emissions.
language and you listen to Boston Emissions with Angel Wood.
is the brandy new one from Bird Language. They call it Apoplectic. Another one of those post-Bravo bands, Bird Language, featuring Andrew Doherty on guitar. That's the first one off their debut record, Do the Spring, called 625 Days. No, it has nothing to do with rent. I talked to the band, Andrew, Pat, Mike Nashwadi, Chip Jeff. We know him as Chip, but his real name is Jeff, so I will give him a pass on that. Chip, by the way, also, I know it's been very rock and roll, rumble heavy, Chip from Bird Language, also a rock and roll rumble champion as part of the goddamn Draculas. Mm-hmm. It's really a small town. You, you tend to get to know everybody. So I spoke to Bird Language about making new music, how to stay inspired. We talked for 45 minutes, and I definitely am not going to play the interview in its entirety during today's show. But I will post it at bostonemissions.com in its entirety. I might take out a couple of things, but it'll be up there. This remains my unnamed interview segment, but you're all clearly going to help me out with that. This is the one where I talk to the band Bird Language on Boston Emissions. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. It's been a long fucking time. It's been it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Hey, Angel. I have a bunch of questions, which I may or may not get to. It's really just about having a conversation. <laughs> so the only person, Andrew, Mike. I know. I see you're trying to get away with Jeff there. So Jeff, <laughs> uh, Pat, and, and Neil, you are the only one that I don't know in bird language. Hello. So you're the, you get the first question. All right, let's go. Do you own a bird? I do not own a bird. If no. you had a bird, what kind of bird would you own? I always thought the little finches are really cute. Those like little, little small ones. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to take care of a bird. That's probably why I, I don't have one. It's um, like a 60 year commitment. It's like more, worse than marriage. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. If, if anything could be worse, yeah. <laughs> so you're married. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is married to the music. Let's talk about bird language. You are sort of reintroducing yourself to the general public after, I don't want to say hi- a hiatus. You were never really recording regularly and playing out regularly. You had a couple of demos back in about, I don't know, 2015. Am I right? Because mm-hmm. I remember playing Jeanette over and over again. And it was like, you have one song. When are you going to make more? <laughs> you named your debut record. Is that the start to finish time that it took to make this record? 625 days. Yeah, that, that was, um, Pat, yeah, came up with, Pat and Chip came up with it. And it was literally the day that we walked in from the time that the master was finished was 625 days. And it was all, it was literally from the beginning of the pandemic to the end, contemporary pandemic conditions when we finished it. So how many songs total and will the demos make it on this? It's nine songs total, and the original demos you had from 2015, uh, we redid one of those songs that were on there, but no, the other, Jeanette is still just in that form. Too Soon from the demos is, is featured on the album. Mm-hmm. Can you remember the last time you played live? Nash can. <laughs> no. um, we did. I, I, I remember. Lizard, Lizard Lounge, is that the last one? Yeah, we played Dan Nicklin's uh, thing at the Lizard Lounge January 2020. Mm-hmm. That's the last time we played. I'm going to say January 19th. Look Mm -hmm. it up. We were heating up right when the world closed down. Let's put it that way. Well, we played played Neil's backyard in my backyard. I guess do those count? (laughs) Of course they count. 
that's the only way we saw shows for for much of 2020 and into 2021 i forget we're in 22 already and yeah i've lost more than a year the fact that we had the pandemic though it allowed us to make the album like probably 20 times better than it would have been like i think we would have settled more quickly had we you know just got it done in a chunk and you know this we were kind of forced out of the studio and and having going back like piecemeal then we just it ended up being like i think like way better than it than it would have been had we just like taken it in one in one chunk we had more time to like i got a new guitar like we got you know we just had more time for experimenting you know and stuff so turn out for the best you know with a bad situation do you feel like because you were you were separately recording that you got to pick it apart a little bit more that could be good and bad though well it, it was a process angel because we didn't know when this thing was going to end so think about that the you know the you're you're, you're walking towards the horizon thinking that you're eventually going to get somewhere but over the course of two years that horizon still just is unreachable so i think um initially we thought we were going to be kind of wrapping this up in you know typical six seven eight sessions chip do you happen to remember how many actual sessions it took for us to finish this thing at least in terms of cutting and recording i did at least four vocal sessions yeah, um, we're, we're around 13 or 14 days of, ses of sessions four or five myself so yeah but, but it, that sounds about it, right mike angel you're right like you know in terms of picking it apart but at the same time we learned our parts we, we learned to play our parts and uh orchestrate uh, more, much more appropriately being able to go in solo but the challenge was we, there was zero feedback from each other through, through the entire process yeah. so in a normal conditions situation where you have your, your pals right there and you know what it's like you're getting heckled which is good, it's good <laughs> to get out there. or you're yeah. getting kind of that kind of a pump up do it you know especially for a guitar solo or for whatever or for a vocal take that wasn't there and you know ethan Dussault was our was our engineer and ethan's a great engineer but he's he's more of kind of a quiet kind of cerebral guy so everything that came out of this record was essentially on the individual's shoulders to communicate what they really wanted to. And it took a long time to get there. But like Neil said, it was absolutely worth it. Pat, are you the newest member? Yep. You were the sort of heir apparent to the bass playing duties, despite the fact that you've been friends with most of these guys for a long time. How did that, how did that happen for you to actually seal the deal and join the band? I was out to dinner with Doherty one night. I was feeling the fact that I hadn't been playing any music, you know, and, and uh, it was kind of affecting my life. And he was like, well, we need a bass player. You want to come try out? And I think I tried out for like seven or eight months, right? Until <laughs> they finally were like, hey, do you want to be in this band? It's a long process, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a good experience, you know, like because I, I kind of came into this like group of awesome dudes and like the songs were already written for them you know, a lot of the songs were written for the most part and they were like this is the baseline and uh you know i i actually had just been playing in cover bands so it was kind of like i was covering our own music for, for a little bit you know and then when we started writing new tunes especially for this record that's when i could put a little bit of my flavor on some of the stuff so the cool thing is that when we were able to get back together into the practice space um, you know, we had all these old songs that we made the record with, but, you know, we've written like six or seven new songs uh, in a pretty short period of time once we started practicing again. And, you know, we're looking to get back into the studio again. So you already so, have another record's worth. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah, we're ready to go. A little, a little more tightening up. But yeah, the new songs sound really good. Obviously, we're very proud of 625 Days. And yeah, 
I'm more excited. It, it, it kind of like having the record be done was like kind of putting the pedal to the floor and like now we can now we can really go because you know shows are coming back and you know people are kind of going back into seeing live music and as you said earlier you know those outdoor shows and being able to the porch fest type of events and things were always great but you know we love being inside of clubs and we love playing for people so it's it's, it's exciting to have the record come and do that and then just have momentum to go back into in a studio soon and put out more it's, it's really fun Let's talk about what is on the horizon. I know March 20th, you're playing in Davis Square at Rockwell with a couple of bands I'm also really familiar with. Little Fuss is a band that I've been playing on Boston Emissions a lot and Addie's son, who is a really incredible songwriter, great live performer. How did that, how did that come together? And uh, what, do you, what do you got planned? What do you got up your sleeves? Well, the show came together because Adi hit us up. She's awesome. We've known her for years, and she was excited. She knew the record was coming out, and I feel like, you know, was like, as a friend, was like, let me get it. I have a show coming up. You guys got a record coming out. Let's do this show. Big fans of everything Adi, pretty much. Some of the best music that's come out of Boston, I feel, personally, in a while. So I'm excited for the show. Say, I haven't been to Rockwell in a really long time. It's a cool little venue, and I'm all for having having small rooms in Boston. So, anything that's viable to put on a good rock show, I'm I'm all for it. I think the city needs that. You know, there's only so many Roadrunners, and this isn't a knock on mm-hmm. Roadrunner because I'll go see shows at Roadrunner, no problem. But we don't need you know seven more three thousand cap rooms. It'd be really great yeah. if we had some two hundred cap yeah. rooms. Let's talk about the brand new song, Apoplectic. It's yes. more expansive than the the other stuff that I've heard from you. And I guess that comes with time. It comes with uh, working together more closely and knowing each other as players. Doesn't hurt to have Chip on vocals. Oh, Never. So sweet. Such a sweet man. <laughs> so tell me what, what is your definition of apoplectic in terms of this song? You know, I was just thinking that it was, um, it's kind of like about high expectations for a night out on the town and then things not going as planned or things kind of like heading in the wrong direction and then just trying to figure out what what went wrong. So that's kind of the general idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got those like breakdown parts where you can kind of feel there's a little bit of chaos happening from the nice melody to, to start with. This is really the first song that we've released um, our, our first song with when we had the pianos added in but before in the other demos we didn't have piano or keyboard so um i think this is one of the first songs we wrote actually with the piano sound mm-hmm. so that adds a whole another level to it and um kind of uh changed the shape of the sound you know with the other tunes as well so you're doing all the heavy lifting you're singing playing keys and piano just, just all me. you man jeff for president <laughs> you know it's another um, uh, if you, that's another positive thing that if you want to talk about any positive things that came over the past two years is that I, uh, I feel like I got a lot better at playing the piano. I had a lot of time to practice in my house here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who are you listening to lately? Because we've certainly had a lot of downtime. I will ask you what you've watched over the course of pandemic, but um, are there a couple of, a couple of bands or artists that come to mind that you've been digging? That have, that have maybe contributed to how you're working out the sound of the band? A lot of different stuff. Nash listens to a whole different catalog than 
the other four. I actually, Nash and I probably have more in, in common in terms of some of our appreciation for African music, but Neil and Chip kind of wrote this one in terms of like the melodic structure. So Neil, maybe you can chime in on what your influence was. I was thinking back actually, and I, I feel like that there's that, you know, that song and then there's um, Clear Head, which is on the album, which will probably be a single. And then uh, Cassie, we wrote them all, all three. And I think um, at the time, like we didn't, I think we were without a bass player, I think when we started those ish. And so, you know, key, you know, it was more like condensed where I would go in there with, with chip and I'd got a new amp that I was really excited about that had like some really cool chorus. So it was like, you know, more than like influenced by any particular thing. It was more just inspired by like creating, creating like a dreamy sort of space where you're like, you're not like, you know, I mean, you know, I've been in hardcore bands and metal bands and stuff like, but, but trying to do something a little different where you're not like, not every part is like bashing someone over the head it's like no you're trying to create create an environment of that to puts you in a in a different space so like i mean mm -hmm. i like i listen to a lot of kind of stuff like that but the um at the time yeah i mean um certainly like indie rock and like you know 70s like you know soft rock kind of kind of vibe i mean there's just a lot mm -hmm. of like cool things you can pick from that kind of stuff without copying it completely like just vibes you know mm -hmm. that you're like oh here's this random song i heard on whatever the yacht rock station but like that's a cool <laughs> sound like so kind of just reinterpreting those things you know and making it like a little more a little more exciting a little more lively and interestingly with the pandemic i feel like there was like not a ton of releases i almost feel like people were waiting until mm -hmm. it was done and holding things holding some things back as far as like new new music but yeah. but that was sort of like you know just a condensed bunch of songs that like you know we kind of encourage chip to get on the keys and incorporate that you know because he's a really talented dude and why not why not take advantage of that and so that was like kind of the inspiration there like um was that like after the summer that we saw radiohead chip and we were just like so like you know oh my gosh yeah that was a very <laughs> i think i don't know if the, if the timing is right in my head but i think we were just like really like into um just into music and inspired and just kind of hammered out some songs that we, that, you know, ended up really excited about. And then of course, like these other guys are really talented and added like all the stuff that makes the songs great and chips, you know, lyrics and all that stuff. So. You touched on something that I think is really important to all of this for, well, for a lot of us is that you still found inspiration during all of this. There was so much uncertainty for all of us and, I'd like to think that we're we're getting through to the other side of it now. I don't want to jinx us because I'd love to see shows and have people continue to make music. And, you know, one day I will see you in person. That'll probably be the 20th. But I feel like it's been sort of a split between creative people. I think that there's a fair amount of people that we know and love who are like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to do anything. And then there's, you know, people like, like you who were like, I'm going to take this time to sort of reinvent some of my ideas. And I feel like that's kind of what, that's one of maybe the transitions that bird language has gone through for me, because I certainly remember you guys back a handful of years ago when you were getting started and kind of, kind of sketching things out to what the band may be later. I feel like that inspiration is, is maybe that quietness that we were forced into has been able to spring forth some of these new great great ideas for whatever is to come next. I know personally that's what happened for me. We, we you know we went to the studio March 13th, 2020. I think it was the 13th. We had four days booked. 
and then everything stops. So it's like kind of we have to finish what we started, right? So if we didn't get it started, though, we might not be where we are right now, actually. Right. Starting a record that weekend was like already things were buzzing around us, you know, and we don't know what's going to happen. And then like we kind of got through our scratch tracks and normally you could like fix those and then go back in and do more stuff later. We couldn't fix them. So like we had to live with that. We had to live with our mistakes for like, you know, for, for a year, really. Like if we were, if we were listening, like there was so many spots where I was just like, I don't want anyone to hear this, you know? And then I, I Neil bought a new guitar. I bought a new bass. Like everyone kind of like went and did their thing and I mm-hmm. listened to a lot of Paul McCartney and wings and, you yeah. know, and like came back with fresh ideas for the, to polish it up. And so in a way, I guess that was kind of a blessing, right? That we that we had to do that. Also, there was some kind of like you know fuck it mentality as well. Yeah, yeah. it's like this may never actually see the light of day. So fuck it. There's there's some there. I think on um, if you listen to the album when it comes out, there are going to be some tracks that have extended noise outtakes after you know these songs, and they actually in one case it runs into the next song. And I think in, in one of those or two of those situations, there's probably like twelve guitars. That would not have happened normally because that's not really what bird language is, is known for, right? We're kind of known for like washy guitars and chimey bell, bell-shaped tones. Mm-hmm. But a lot of stuff on there that's kind of like, might as well just have fun with this because who the hell knows? And that was liberating. And, you know, and Ethan was all about it. And we had no idea that when it came time to mix that any of those takes were even there because time is long, right? You forget right. what you did. Take. Right. So... So, like, you know, months later, when you finally get to a a mixing session and you're like, oh, my God, there's all this stuff in there and it's all really cool. I'm going to post the entire bird language interview in the cloud, in the SoundCloud at bostonemissions.com. You can see them Sunday, March 20th, the Rockwell in Davis Square. Bird language, Addie's son, Little Fuss. Great bill. From Bird Language's 2015 demo release, this is Jeanette. It's Boston Emissions.
submissions. Addie Sun, Bella Sun Lover. Little Fuss, watch out. The first two singles from each of those bands slash artists. Addie Sun is technically a solo artist, but Addie Sun also has an amazing band. So I like to be inclusive. Little Fuss, one of my favorite discoveries over the last year or so. We heard Hush Club. Hush Club has a show coming up at Paseem. I'm so happy that Club Paseem in Harvard Square is still there. I'm not going to talk about how few venues we have. We do have another lovely venue in Harvard Square called the Sinclair, which I love a lot. Oberon is gone, and Harvard really runs the show over there, so that'll become, I don't know, a think tank. A, a, a physical think tank. Can you imagine just really smart people sitting inside a tank just thinking? In bird language, Jeanette, a demo from going back to 2015 bird language, new record coming out, 625 days about their very long and uh, laborious recording process. Though they're happy with the result, as you heard in the interview, which I will name with your help. You can make your suggestions at bostonemissions.com and follow at Boston Emissions. All right. So I feel like I jammed the show full of stuff. If you want to support Uncertain FM, please do so. Go to patreon.com slash Uncertain FM. It keeps the train on the tracks, as I like to say. This is brand new music from Constellation Myths. It's Boston Emissions.
Houston Emissions with Angel Wood. You're as cold as the river's cold And I'm as young as you are old And the story forever unfolds In a crack, in a question, in a code I grew up in the city, it's my home With the people I've come to know And the love that I'm too afraid to show Is the fire burning in my bones Sweet carry Your love is leaving me Lost in the fog One less lover to leave And the regret in my eye Now I'm a homeless man holding a sign And you just drive by And my words are just letters left behind I'm coming to believe That the world is bigger than just me And all of the people that I meet They're all the people that I need Sweet Carrie Your love is Lost in the fog and the breeze One less lover to leave McPherson, Sweet Carrie. He's a Dorchester kid. Oh, and sometimes people quote me based on what I say about their song on the show. You don't necessarily have to use that part, Brian. Angel Wood said, that's very nice. It is very nice, but I can say other things for you if you would like. 
Constellation Myths Did Young Lions. It's Boston Emissions. My name is Angel Wood. Every week, I add new music to the show. I post everything in a playlist week to week at bostonemissions.com. I also post everything up there in a poll form where you can go there, have some fun, share the show. If I'm playing you, tell other people about it. Sort of a courtesy thing. And my show gets played on other radio stations. I share music with other people. I cannot, for the life of me, think of why that might be a bad thing. It's music from your town. All right, time for this. Initiating launch sequence. Boston Emissions Songs of the Week. And away we go. Thank you, Coleman Rogers Photography, online, ColemanRogersPhotography.com. Hey, No Nations at Five with Queso. Boston Emissions Songs of the Week. Number five.
Boston Emissions Songs of the Week.
listening to Boston Emissions. Lucky. Boston Emissions Songs of the Week. Songs of the Week.
pretty new banger. Paper Tigers at number one, two weeks in a row for them. That's goldmine. Idler Wheel, Respirator at two. Roser, Little Stitches. That's such a cute name. Little Stitches. Uh, their, their EP is out now and available everywhere. I linked it up at bostonadmissions.com. Spotted Owls and No Nations rounding out the top five. Thanks, everybody. bostonadmissions.com, everything about the show, all there. Uh, keep in touch. Let me know what you're up to. I'll be back at it again next week. You know, I had a, what's the word, serendipitous phone call the other day. So, quick story. I know I've been telling you a lot of stories on today's show. Last one. Uh, I had an appointment scheduled for a consult at a local tattoo parlor. Okay, it was Pino Brothers Inc. in Cambridge. And I called to reschedule, do because the snow. Uh, it was for Friday. I was going to go in and talk to my guy, Dave Norton, who is well known in the Boston music community as well. Anyway, um, to add to this very long story, um, Frank Pino answered the phone, who is one of the proprietors of said Pino Brothers Inc. We had a chat and we chatted about a number of things. We're old friends. We go way back. And uh, it made me feel like I wanted to hear some Waltham because few bands make me feel as happy inside as Waltham. All right. Thanks for listening to the show. Catch you on Bumblebee Radio Monday at 4. Thanks to everyone who checks out Uncertain FM on Sundays at 3. Bye, everybody. Bye. This is a happy song. It's Waltham. Come and take a ride. I knew this girl couldn't read my face. She thought I was 28 I'm freaking out cause I've been running for a while
Missions with Angel Wood. Oh!